Your Pizza Shop, located at 1200 8th Avenue Southwest in Largo, offers a great selection of personalized pizzas, pastas, and calzones, as well as delicious wings, subs, salads, and tasty desserts. Enjoy the relaxing atmosphere and scenic view overlooking Pinecrest Golf Course. Remember, for the finest pizza anywhere, takeout, delivery, or catering, call 581-1101. That's 581-1101. Or order online at yourpizzashop.com. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars. Like most of you, I drive a car or a truck. Well, occasionally, I need tires or just a simple plug or patch. Well, my friends down at Just Tires is the place to go when that need arises. Give them a call at 727-585-9271. They have a convenient location right at 1645 Clearwater Largo Road. You can't miss them. So for all your tire needs, cars, trucks, trailers, new, used, or just a repair, give Just Tires a call. 727-585-9271. Oh, yeah, and be sure and check out their website, JustTires.net. Now what? This is not a call-in show. Who's this guy think he is? The president or something? I'm tired of screwing this thing up. What? You kidding me? (laughs) You know, if there's a job to do, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, right. Uh, This is kind of cool, Robert. Sure. Right on. Dig it, man. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, The reason I am interrupting. Uh, Robert is not because he's not doing a good job. He's doing an unbelievable job. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, but it's because I just got off the telephone with... Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. What we're talking about is common sense reform. If you like your doctor, you're going to be able to keep your doctor. It is a lie, plain and simple. And that's the key. Barack Obama. Whenever he gets in the fix, he reaches into his bag of tricks. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hey, so I'm... is Dennis Cage from my... And that's Stacey David. Just, you know, just like... like, like Dennis, sonic, hurry. Would you sonic, hurry, Dennis? Sonic bombing this... this, 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 this. I'm Dennis Cage from My Classic Art. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. No, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio that's and Cars. That's what I said. Yes. That's, I said Nostalgic Radio Nostalgic Radio. Ra- you that's know. Stacey. I, you know, I don't know what to do. You can dress him up, but you can't take him out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why not, man? You're paying this time. Okay, listeners, welcome, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Run your computers at Google, TanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios at WTAN AM1340 in downtown Clearwater. Guess what? I'm glad to be back here in Clearwater, Florida. I had an amazing week in Las Vegas last week. How you doing, Cedric? I'm doing all right. Hey, you know, I got a hold of uh, Ron um, over the telephone. You know, Ron Macko is uh, one of the guys that kind of helps out here at the studio, and he lives in Las Vegas. But anyway, we didn't get a chance to connect, but we did talk over the phone. So well, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty far out. But anyway, um, yeah, hey, run your computer and Google GolfstreamMotorsports.com. That's our website. Be sure and like us on Facebook. Go to our Stuffs page. i got a few more shirts left, and then it's time to bring out the new surprise, the new Nostalgic Radio and Cars T-shirts. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, SEMA just is absolutely amazing. Uh, hey, 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 is Radio Rob on the phone yet? Because uh, Not yet. Radio Rob, I saw your girlfriend. I saw Courtney Hansen. I saw Jesse Combs. I saw Cammy Edelbrock. I saw all the hot babes that have been on our radio show. And they didn't have any posters at the time I ran into them in the hallways. But they promised me that they would be sending some out just in time for Christmas. So Radio Rob, our number one listener, we will get you some signed, autographed posters. And then he can stop bugging us. (laughs) Yeah, from Courtney Hanson, Cammie Edelbrock, and Jesse Combs. As a matter of fact, Cammie Edelbrock will be making a special appearance in Sarasota, actually not Sarasota, in Fort Myers in a couple of weeks. On December 8th, down in Fort Myers, there's a car show, and it's called... The Florida Hot Rods and Hot Hogs, or Florida Hot Rods and Hogs. And uh, it's a pretty cool show. It's kind of neat. And what I like about it, it kind of takes place on a big fairground. But the inside of the fairgrounds is kind of laid out, or the, the, the building, actually, is kind of laid out like a really cool, nostalgic, vintage, 70s-style car show. I mean, you got some cool old cars in there, some customs in there, some gasser-looking cars in there, and just some cool contemporary stuff. When I say contemporary, I'm talking about, you know, 60s, 70s stuff that's uh, of the period 
But the way they got it laid out is really cool. It's just kind of like uh, randomly laid out, you know, not in rows or anything like that, but kind of like how they did back in the old days. So if you ever get a hold of an old Hot Rod magazine or uh, Car Craft or something like that, and you look at some of the old cool car shows, you know, they had cars with the wheels and tires off of them. They had a tilt in one side, and they got shag carpeting and mirrors and all that cool stuff. So it's pretty wicked, pretty bitching kind of layout. So anyway, my good friend, Cam Edelbrock, will be there signing autographs. So this will be an opportunity for anybody to go down to and meet Cam Edelbrock. From the first family of hot rodding of Edelbrock fame. Anyway, let's see what else we got going on. Oh, this weekend, this weekend in our own backyard, Zephyr Hills Car Show Swap Meet Auction. Okay, from the 14th to the 17th, that starts tomorrow. And guess what? Yours truly will be there. Uh, I'll be there on probably Friday, maybe Saturday, I'm not sure. And then on Saturday, well, actually starting this weekend also, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at Daytona is the HSR Daytona Historic vintage races now that's a lot of fun um i may be able to make that as well now our friend uh, pete geisler with orlando mustang is doing a rally so if you want to go to orlandomustang.com you can google that you can sign up for the rally it's uh, it starts friday and they may be overnighting it somewhere i'm not sure but they will be at the races so they're going to have like a little uh rally a tour a dinner get together a breakfast and then they all hang out at the races over the weekend so that's pretty far out that's cool um, next weekend, the 22nd through the 24th in Moultrie, Georgia, in my opinion, is probably one of the best cool little swap meets. And when I say little, you, even in two days, you can't get through the whole thing. It's, it's pretty packed, but what's really neat is you get the guys from Carolina, you get them from Georgia, you get them from Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, you know, Louisiana and, uh, Mississippi and states like that, where these guys come down and they bring all this really cool, wicked stuff. Now there's a lot of stuff still hidden in the South, contrary to what people believe, in fact, I'll tell you about a little story here in a second. I'll, I'm going to continue on with what's on our events page. Matter of fact, if you want to find out more about what's going on in our events, go to our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Go to the events page, and I've always, I always have the stuff listed for all the upcoming events, usually within a month or two in advance. So that gives you plenty of time to uh, plan for stuff. But anyway, on Thanksgiving weekend, the traditional turkey rod run, 28th through the 30th. The big event, Festivals of Speed, is also the end of the month, the 29th through the 1st. That is at Orlando at the Ritz-Carlton. Now, hello. Hello. It's time for a radio giveaway. If you'd like to win a prize on Nostalgic Radio Cars, call 727-441-3000 or toll-free 1-866-826-1340. Call now. Okay. The 11th caller and 14th caller that calls in tonight, I have free tickets to Festivals of Speed. So if you want to give us a call here at the studio, the phone number is, pay attention, ladies and gentlemen, sports fans, car guys, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. That's for a set of tickets to go to the Festivals of Speed at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. Okay? Uh, one of the, there's a number of, 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 of really cool cars that are going to be there, and you may get an opportunity to meet Bobby Rahal. Bobby Rahal is going to be the uh, guest of honor at the Festivals of Speed in Orlando at Festivals of Speed at the Ritz-Carlton. Okay, we also have the Sebring, HSR Sebring Historic Races, December 5th through the 8th as well. So put that on your calendar. And like I said, don't forget, Cam Edelbrock will be at the Florida Hot Rods and Hogs Car Show in Fort Myers, December 8th. Okay, and yes, yours truly will be there. So I will hand take you and lead you right up to Cammy's little booth so you can get her autograph and a picture with Cam Edelbrock. Now, back to the little story. Just uh, over the weekend, we went to... Um, Bug Jam, which I typically go to that. Matter of fact, I've been going to that show with my son for the last, geez, 10, 12, 13 years. I've been going there on and off for like 20-some-odd years when it started out in Land of Lakes. You know, it was just like nothing, just a bunch of bugs, you know, a handful of bugs. Now it's like huge, huge, you know. But it's kind of cool. It's a charity deal. You know, you bring a couple cans of food and you donate it, and then, of course, you pay five bucks to get in, and there's a lot to see. There's a swap meet, ton of cars. There's entertainment, uh, you know, vendors. It's just cool. But Volkswagens are really, really far out, you know. And... um but when I left uh, the Volkswagen car show, I decided to kind of diddy bop down some of the roads. I won't tell you where it is because I never reveal my sources and my little hangouts, my little finds, so to speak. And uh, I caught witness of God that had a couple of old cars. Now, here again, here's a classical example. You're driving down a country road and you see, you know, houses and maybe a little barn in the back and things of that nature. But you have no idea what is in those barns, what lurks in those barns. Sometimes will absolutely amaze you. Well, let me tell you something. This guy's garage absolutely amazed me. I saw an old car sitting out front, so I figured out what the hell. Let's hang a left. Let's just, you know, we kind of made, uh, we kind of like did a little detour. We just kind of diddy-bopped around. There's still some daylight left because I think we left like around 3 o'clock, something like that, 3.30. And uh, 
sure enough, I walk in, there's an old guy, and he comes out, and, you know, he didn't have any guns or anything like that, so we were cool, you know, and I was driving my big, bad, nasty-looking, eco-friendly diesel version. But at any rate, uh, we uh, started talking to the guy. He took us inside the garage. I mean, he had a couple of little Fords out front. When I walked in the garage, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was a gorgeous, in-progress, uh, restoration-progress, a 41 Lincoln Continental Convertible. Now, I've always loved that car. That's just one of the cars that I thought was really, really cool back in the day. I'm a big Lincoln fan. And um, so at any rate, and then he had racks, like these big like Home Depot racks. And in his Home Depot racks was at the top of the rack, okay, which is about 14 feet up in the air, all nicely preserved, was a 71, I mean, excuse me, 6123 early 3.8 Jaguar E-type coupe. Below that was a nicely preserved, been sitting there for 20 some odd years, that's what he told me, 1965 Austin Healey. Now, if you've listened to my show before, you know that that was my first car. It was a 65 Austin Healey MK3 3000 Phase 1. That's exactly what he had. And below that was another MK3 3000, same year, 1965, Series 1. I mean, it's like, you know, you look around for Series 1s and you never find them. You always find Series 2, 65s, 66, 67s, but you rarely ever find an early uh, Series 1 car. And uh, on the other side, he had a 190 SL, he had a 230 SL, he had a 250 SL, he had, uh, there was a, uh, let me think here, there was a, uh, an Auburn or something like that was in there. I mean, he had just some amazing stuff. And that's all I'm going to tell you, because all I'm going to reveal. But he had crates, boxes of parts, stashed from floor to ceiling, and the ceiling was, had 14-foot eave heights, or 16-foot, excuse me. So from floor to ceiling, 14 feet high, there was a ton of stuff in there. Wouldn't tell me exactly everything was in there. In the back, he had a little machine shop. He had a cool little man cave. Just really, 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 really cool stuff. So having said that, like I said, take a country drive sometime. If you got the nerve and you see something that looks like a, um, you know, might the uh, guy might have some old cars or a tractor or something interesting out there, don't be bashful. Just kind of roll on up there very nicely, very humbly, very polite, and you never know. The guy might give you a tour and he might have all kinds of treasures inside his building. Now, Let's jump back to SEMA. SEMA was absolutely amazing. If you tuned into the show last week, there was so much stuff going on. I could not comprehend how many people were there. There was like 600 additional vendors this year, 130 plus thousand people. That's double the stadium in Tampa. That's what the attendance was. That's that's an unofficial count, right? Okay, this is just a preliminary tally. Who was there? You name it. You know, all the people from all the TV shows, you know, Danny, uh, Dennis Gage, Stacey David, Jesse Combs, you know, all those guys that have been on our radio show, they were there. Uh, Jeff Allen from the Car Chasers, uh, the two British guys from Wheeler Dealer, they were there. But the highlight, the highlight of my week was I actually got to stand there and talk with Neil Young. I mean, the legendary Neil Young. In fact, I am so impressed with Neil Young. I am wearing a shirt that I got from those guys. It's called the Link Volt, okay? Now, if you're not familiar with what the Link Volt is, Neil Young is a huge car guy, and he's got an amazing collection of cars uh, from, I'd say, late 30s, 40s, 50s, maybe some early 60s stuff, but primarily 50s, late 50s and back. But his prize, one of his prized possessions is a 1959 Lincoln Continental Convertible. And now what he did is he is kind of a little bit on the, on the uh, conservation side when it comes to, you know, saving the planet. I call that conservative only because, you know, we're really not trying to pollute the planet. So it could be construed as kind of liberal, but, but still, you know, he's, he's, all, he's, he's opposed to the big carbon thing and, the, and all about uh, what's really right for America. You know, he's opposed to big oil. He's opposed to big government, uh, OPEC, uh, Wall Street, all those... Uh, uh, price gouging criminals that I mentioned. Um, anyway, back to the story. But also the excessive use of fuels and uh, fossil fuels and stuff like that. So he's a big proponent of, let's say, electric motors, biofuels, and things of that nature. So what he did is he took his own rare classic 1959 Lincoln Continental convertible, okay, and used it as basically a test bed or a test vehicle, and he basically was experimenting with alternative fuels and power sources. Now, the back of my shirt says, repowering the American dream. The American dream being, you know, the American automobile. And I was really thrilled that he was, you know, really, I mean, outside of being an outstanding and amazing musician, okay, it just he's just a truly a car guy, you know. He's very low-key. He's, you know, he's just kind of a quiet guy. He's, you know, he's very private. He's not into publicity and stuff like that. And uh, but the fact that he would take the time and talk to you was was really uh, just it just boggled my mind, you know. So Neil Young was basically he was uh, like the keynote speaker at this little event that they had. They have a number of seminars going on, symposiums going on, and, and displays. But he was there, and he basically had his car on display, 
and he was talking about it. And a few years back, he had the first version of his his hybrid car because it's part electric and part, uh, let's say, biofueled or fueled by alternative fuels. And in this case, we'll just say biodiesel and um, ethanol or something of that nature. And uh, so the car, unfortunately, caught on fire one time, and it was as a result of, you know, some little malfunction with where the car was plugged in. Long story short, the car was completely disassembled and rebuilt by Roy Brizio uh, in California, in San Francisco. And then they got a hold of a number of other companies, and they found some new power sources. So what was really cool is they got this rear end assembly, and it's really not a rear end. It's kind of like an electric motor that has little axle stubs. And that thing sits in the cradle underneath the rear end of the car. So the rear end of the car was modified. It's kind of cool the way they did it. And uh, and then they have the battery source, which is located somewhere in the middle of the car. And then it has a generator slash motor in the front. And that runs on biodiesel currently. And the, uh, the objective was is he took this car from California to Washington and along the way made a number of stops. They actually made a movie. So if you Google Neil Young movie, Linkvolt, uh, you know, and all those little hashtags, you can pull up all the information on it. There's some stuff on YouTube. There's stuff on, some stuff on his website. But it was pretty amazing stuff. In fact, up until I met him and up until I looked at the car and up until I had a chance to really think about it, I didn't really, I wasn't real keen on, you know, electric cars. The alternative, the combination, though, you know, with the, with the, with the wild diesel motor and the electric motor, Kind of makes some kind of sense. I can see that, you know. I mean, we're, we still got a ways to go with with battery development. And uh, a matter of fact, you might want to ask the guys at Tesla about that. They're still having some cars that are catching on fire from time to time. And it's really not Tesla's fault. It's the batteries, okay? Because if you know anything about lithium, lithium is one of those, um, and, I, and again, it's a scientific thing, but if lithium basically gets a puncture in it and gets exposed to air, it basically oxidizes when it does. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. It blows up. And uh, so that's really what the problem is. So it's not so much the fault of the design of the motor. The only fault in the whole concept, really, is the fact that the batteries are so weak and there's no range. Okay, that's the biggest complaint that people have. And I guess they're up to, you know, maybe a couple hundred miles on a daily basis. But who knows? we got a ways to go yet with battery development. But that's in the works. So maybe another 10, 15 years, they might get that down to a science. But nonetheless, Neil Young's car was really, really cool. So it's got the self-contained unit in the back. There's electric, I call it a transmission, drive axle, whatever you want to call it. It's a totally self-contained unit. Then it's got the the batteries. Then it's got some sort of computer interface doohickey thingy, and it's way beyond my comprehension because I'm you know I'm basically gears, knobs, levers, and and pulleys kind of guy. You know, so I don't understand all that uh, electrical, electronic, and technical stuff yet. I'm still learning. I'm learning. I'm objective. And uh, and then of course it's got the little generating motor, the little generator in the front, which is basically uh, kind of like a little diesel thingy. But what what's interesting about it is the fact that once the car is going down the road, it runs on electric, then the generator kicks in, charges the batteries, then it goes on battery for a while. So it switches on and off. So it's legitimately a hybrid. Now I had an Audi hybrid as a demo for a couple of weeks and I wasn't and it was quiet, it was neat, but uh it only had like a 30 40 mile range and when the thing that I didn't like about it was just a slight transition. You can feel it just a little tug when it would switch over from hybrid to uh, or from diesel to electric. So, but and I'm encouraged that the the manufacturers will start working on uh, developing this stuff and really trying to basically perfect it. Now, do you think we'll ever get away from fossil fuels? I don't know. I'm still a you know gas tires and oil kind of guy. You know, but the fact that there's alternatives. You know, so the fact that there will be gasoline, the fact that there'll be diesel, the fact that there'll be electric, the fact that there's potentially solar powered vehicles out there. That's all kind of neat. Wind, eh, I'm not so sure about that. That's why we got airplanes. But anyway, hey, I think we got something on the turntable there, just getting ready to go. Yeah, we got something good here. We got a little promo there, too, don't we? This is Neil Young. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
That's a good Neil Young song, Mr. Soul. And let me tell you something, the Link Vote has soul. So check it out, linkvote.com. You're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll be right back. Hey, listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hi, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you'd like to play golf, Magnolia Valley Golf Club is offering some specials this week. Give them a call up there at 727-847-2342. They have a 9-hole executive course and they have an 18-hole par 72. And they've got great food on the 19th hole. So call my friend Pete at 727-847-2342. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Hey, listeners. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my good friend, William Helfrich. He's a lawyer and a darn good one at that. He specializes in medical malpractice, social security issues, and probate. His credentials are exceptional. He is a former JAG, yes, a military lawyer, sworn to uphold the law to the highest ethical standards. For over 20 years, he was an attorney for the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. Give Bill a call at 727-831-5312. That's 727-831-5312. Let William Helfrich help you make informed legal choices. Hey, Chip Foos here in Las Vegas 2013 SEMA Show. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, we got some more Neil Young for you. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial. We got a great guest for you. Stick around. We'll be right back. Ain't singing for Pepsi. Ain't singing for Coke. I don't sing for nobody. Makes me look like a joke. There's notes for you. episode of Jay Long's Garage. Tonight we're going to feature this 1969 Ford Mustang Fastback. A lot of subtle changes to this car. Some subtle, some not so subtle. This is not my car. This was built by a guy named Bodie Stroud. Uh, he's one of those artist types that's also very good 
in mechanical work. In fact, he's the guy that made the railing for my garage out of the camshafts. Remember that? Take a look. Anyway, he has a company, BS Industries. Yes, I should be BS Industries, but that's the name of his, his company. And he does custom cars for people, but does them right. <clears throat> and that's why he's here today. Bodie, come on in. How you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing, Jay? Good to see you. Good I ran into your old man the other day. Yeah. Dad's he a fireman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I said, how's your kid doing? He goes, hey, you should see his Mustang. I said, okay. So I called you up and you yeah. came over here. Now, I'm looking at this going, what's different? First of all, the roof's been chopped, right? Yep. How much did you take off the roof? Roughly well, around two and a half inches. Okay, you know, I said something's different here. I mean, <clears throat> look at how nicely he's integrated this into the. We actually uh, changed the, the whole of the car. roof line too. I cut the whole roof out and made my own roof. Yeah. We widened the rear end of the car. It's no longer subframe. It sits on our own chassis. So you built your own chassis mm -hmm. as well. Okay. What six speed? Six speed. Six Tremic speed six gearbox. Tremec mm -hmm. six speed. And what motors in this thing? This is a rare one of ten all aluminum 494s that was made for Mario Andretti's Can-Am car back in 69. Wow, 494 yeah. cubic inch. Yep. So it's a pushrod motor. Yeah. So this car's got some history. Well, the motor does. Okay, that's a big motor. Okay, we're back. It's time to introduce our special guest. Let me tell you a little bit about this guy. He's well known in the circles of custom cars. He's uh, been doing this for quite some while. He did an amazing car a few years back. And of course, you guys know I'm a big, big, big Ford fan, okay? But this guy's built some amazing hot rods. He's built some amazing custom cars. He's a TV and radio personality. He's got his own business. He's been doing some really wicked stuff. He's had a number of cars at SEMA. I'm delighted to welcome to the show tonight... Bodie Stroud of BS Industries. Bodie, are you there? I am here. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Sure. I'm glad you can make it. So how are things in sunny California? Sunny. Very sunny. Very sunny. <laughs> it was actually up in the high 80s today, so it was very warm. Uh, I'm I'm ready for the heat to actually go away. I was looking forward to the, the, the cool days and the cool, that we were having, and now it uh, seems to be heating up, but they say it's only going to be for a few days, so... Pretty happy about that. And plus, I'm leaving tomorrow to go on vacation to the beach for four days. So the happy beach. about that. Super. <laughs> well, now, you're a California guy. Are you kind of a surfer dude, too? Uh, yeah, I have been in the past. I haven't done it lately because I've been building cars for the last seven years, and it's take, it's taken up probably about 100% of my time. So <laughs> I don't get to do much fun things lately. Well, did you ever have a surf Woody back in the day? I mean, you know, the classic California surf Woody, as in you the song? Know, I, I haven't, but I did. The first car I ever built was uh, from the ground up was a 61 Volkswagen bus. Oh, and, cool. Uh, I think it was like the 15-window uh, bus. It had the corner windows. It didn't have the top ones. So now I'm going to be reliving that because I now have a 23-window micro bus, the one with all the windows. Uh, it's a 56, and I'm building that from the ground up so I can uh, revisit my early days. <laughs> Wow, that is far out. You know one of those sold for two hundred plus thousand dollars at Barrett Jackson Diffusing. That's the one I have. That's the one. <laughs> the same exact one. I don't have that exact one, but the same body style and and everything else. That's the bus I have, and it's it's pretty cool because it's been amongst me and my friends for since we were in high school, and we've all kind of rotated, and now it's my turn to build it. So. So what are you going to put in it for a motor? You know, I don't know. I've toyed. You know, I you, I got to do things different. I'm I'm used to putting all this modern technology into these old things, so I'm I'm toying around with the notion of the uh, the the. TDI, the diesel, the Volkswagen diesel, the turbocharged, you know, I just like the sound of uh, 38 miles per gallon and something reliable with air conditioning. <laughs> well, now, it's funny that you mentioned that because earlier in the show, I was talking about uh, Neil Young, who I had the great honor of meeting out there, and he had his link volt. So one of the questions I was going to wow. ask you is what's your thoughts, and you've almost answered the question, on hybrids and kind of incorporating that into kind of like vintage cars. So give us your thoughts. Um, you know, I think it's cool. Uh, I, I like the, the idea. Uh, you know, do I think it's the answer in life for electric cars? No, I don't, because they're, you know, no one has uh, quite yet said where they're putting all these batteries once they've worn out, you know? Okay. And from what I understand, they're very toxic and, uh, you know, the, it's going to be hard trying to find a, a place or, or a solution to get rid of these things when the time comes. Okay. So, so I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of on the fence. I, I don't think I'll ever go, you know, completely electric or uh, or any of that stuff. But, I mean, I do think it's cool. I've seen some of these cars, and, and they've made them electric, and I think it's cool. And, uh, you know, the craftsmanship, and I can, I can respect 
what these guys put into these things and the hours and the engineering and, and making it actually work. So so that's huge, you know. Okay. So the TDI motor, what what uh, what en- what year engine are you going to use to try to incorporate in the back of the bus? Probably like their 2012 or, or who knows. Hmm, maybe okay. As, as, uh, like a 2013. I don't know. So whatever I can get my hands on. We'll see. I, I And you know what? I haven't made up my mind yet because I don't want to ruin the value of the bus. Well, yeah, that's you true, know? too. Okay. If I can do it without cutting or, you know, changing things dramatically, and the, I can make adapter plates to where the motor bolts in and uh, and unbolts if somebody wanted to, you know, put in a factory motor again at one time, that's what I would do. Okay. Well, now you're kind of a fabricator, fabricator extraordinaire. So how did yeah. you get, how did you get started in all this? Um, you know, I've been doing it ever since I, I got my driver's license and I got my first car. I got my first car and driver's license the day I turned 16. And, uh, I've just always taken care of my own stuff. When my water pump went out, I'd replace it. The, wa- the alternator, I would replace it. Battery, you name it, uh, brakes. Uh, I just started figuring it out. Then I started getting into lowering and raising trucks and doing the hydraulics. Back then was the uh, the mini truck scene, so I was doing the hydraulics on the beds. And, uh, you know, I started getting into the, uh, like, 6'4 Impalas and doing front, back, side to side with friends. I had a group of friends, and we all just... I had one friend with the ultimate garage and had every tool there was. So... At, you know, every evening after work or wherever we were, we'd all meet up there and we just started, you know, doing whatever we could as wild as we could. Well, that's pretty cool. So it was kind of like a big yeah. team effort, a big movement, so to speak. Yeah, it was. It was great. Uh, we built uh, drag boats for a friend of mine, Wade, and then we built him a drag car. We had go-karts. We were jacking trucks up with 40-inch super swampers. We were putting, you know, blown motors in in like a 65 Chevy station wagon. We were, you know, pro streeting it out just for the fun of it, just because we could, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and it kind of just grew. I just kept doing it. I, uh, you know, I kind of changed course. I became a diesel mechanic for 15 years. And, um, you know, that I was, I was thinking that was my, my path. I was going to be going down the rest of my life. And, uh, fortunately, uh, things changed, and I decided to open up my shop and my business and build custom hot rods, and uh, so far, so good. Everybody that always said, hey, you need to open a shop, and if you do, I'll come. I want you to build me a car. Every one of those people has come through so far, so that's, so far, so good. <laughs> that's great. Well, and your reputation yeah. and your work speaks for itself. And well, to, thank you. To which I want to say, tell us a little bit about the 60 Starlighter. That, I saw that car a number of years ago. I didn't see it at SEMA because I didn't make it that year. But I saw it in magazines. That is an amazing, cool car. And 60s are really coming on strong right now. Yeah, they are, you know, and I think uh, I think we jumped on just in time with that car. That car actually, you know, put us on the map. We won SEMA with it in 2009, uh, Best of Show with the Ford Design Award. And, uh, you know, it, it has a 2006 Ford GT motor in it. It's a real GT motor in it. And... Uh, you know, that, that was like a mid-engine uh, motor that was behind the driver in the GT, the Ford GT, and we put it up in front, you know, under the hood, and we made that thing fit. We had to do, I had to redo all the geometry on the front suspension, track width. I mean, it was a chore to make that thing fit in there because that is a wide motor. I mean, it's a big motor. And uh, so that was quite the challenge. We did an episode of Hot Rod TV on it, and... Uh, yeah, that thing, like I said, pretty much put us on the map. That's probably one of my favorite cars we've ever done. I mean, I, that's it's hard to say because I've done so many, but uh, it's it's up there at the top. For our listeners, tell us roughly how many hours. Well, in fact, give us a breakdown. In other words, the planning stages, the build stages, and then the finish stages. Roughly, what could somebody anticipate it would take to do that a car like that of that caliber? actually finished that car um and in seven months we had that car from start to finish at sema um and we had to finish the tv show we did you know uh after the after tv the tv show and sema we you know we spent probably another five months in dialing it in so i mean altogether it was probably around a year 
for something like that, which is is pretty incredible if you think about it. Because I've told people, you know, when Ford or Chevy and all the engineers get together and they design a new car, it takes years to engineer and design a new car, and uh, it takes millions of dollars, you know. And uh, I think what we did with that car, I mean, that car has a anti-locking braking system on it from the Ford GT. It has a Porsche GT3 car, uh, the ceramic brakes on it. Uh, it has Asha Martin door handles in it. It has uh, the actual Ford GT gauges we incorporated into the dash, and they actually everything works uh, like if, if it was in a brand new car. So we, we did a lot of changes to that thing. Now, when you build a car like that, do you kind of like, you, obviously you do a mock-up, a dummy assembler, so to speak. I guess there's a term they use for it. But like, for example, you said you use the, the, the door handles out of a GT. So what were your other options, let's say, in, in, in something like that? I mean, it's small, it's simple, but yet the, the, in, the final, in the final result, it, it, it's, it makes a big impact. I mean, so did you experiment yeah. with other possibilities? You, you know what's funny is uh, I, I guess I am, I'm one of those people that was born with a good eye a good vision. I can see the car clearly. I know which direction to head. And there wasn't another car. There wasn't much mocking up. It was actually uh, me guiding my team and and physically building this car and to the picture in my head. That's that's pretty much all that car was. Wow. You know, and sometimes the, the your best work is on the fly, apparently. <laughs> you know, like I said, I've done so much stuff uh, in the past. And, you know, I think with my cars is uh, that I build, they they are drivable cars. I'm building that car not to be just a show queen, but to get in, and I'm I want the the owner to get in and feel like they're in a brand new car. You know what I mean? And to make these old cars work that way and without the rattles, because brand new off the lot back in the day they had rattles. They oh, yeah. came with you know all the rattles you you needed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to to make them all stop nowadays is quite the challenge, but. Uh, that's my goal is to make it to where they drive and uh, and you feel like you're sitting in a new car. Tell us about the real thing. The real thing was for the same guy I built the Starliner for, and that, again, was another challenging car. Uh, I, I've never really been a Mustang fan, I'll be honest with you. Um, I mean, I've liked them. I've just never been crazy about them, you know, and I always thought, okay, this is how I would see a Mustang. And I always hoped that somebody would let me do it that way. And my friend Tom, who I did the Starliner for, uh, I was fortunate enough to to team up with him and uh, sat down, and he told me what he wanted. And I said, man, that is the car I see in my head. That's that's what I want to do. That car, we actually did experiment with another a donor car uh, just because he wanted to see what was in my head before we actually went after the, the real thing, you know? And uh, the motor in that was was a motor from back in 69 that Mario Andretti raced in his Can-Am car. It's a one-of-ten all-aluminum Boss 494s. Uh, you know, it's 429, but it's punched out to a 494, and it's aluminum. So only 10 are are in existence. So, you know, that was another rare opportunity. We unveiled it at SEMA. Mario Andretti unveiled it for us. He was there. Uh, the expression on his face was awesome. You should check out, if you get a chance, go to my uh, website at bshotrods.com and check out the video on the homepage of my website because it's really cool. and It has Mario Andretti in it, and it's all about the real thing. Now, that car, how long did it take you to build that one from start to finish? Four months. Four months? Four months. I built the chassis here, designed, engineered, uh built all the suspension, the upper, lower control arms, you name it. We built everything. We had a rolling chassis on that thing here, and uh, the chassis was done and rolling with all the suspension in it in like, uh, I don't know, a month, month and a half of just, you know, it was night and day. It was, it was a lot of time, a lot of hours still. Uh, I had hired on a few extra hands for that. We chopped it. We widened it. We cut out the entire floor, put a whole new floor in it. The body now comes on and off of a chassis. Uh, we had to build a custom core support, custom inner fenders. We opened up the engine compartment 12 inches, 6 inches on each side, so it just looks like a nice, cool, you know, a motor sitting there. There's no electrical you see. There's no hoses you see. It's just this cool motor because that motor deserved all the attention it could get. So that's what we aim for. That's uh, Well, the Voss 429 is truly uh, Ford's uh, 
in my opinion, Miracle Motor. That's their that's that's yeah. their that's their that's their masterpiece. You know, I mean, the camera's exactly. a great the camera's a great motor, but the Boss Nine is just impressive when you look because of the way because the, the valve covers just look chiseled. You know, they're just kind of cool looking. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you. Well, now that car was also featured on an episode of Jay Leno's Garage. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty good friends with Jay. Um, uh, good, yeah, and I spend a lot of time over there at the shop on Saturdays and stuff. I'm friends with all his mechanics, so I've done stuff with Jay in the past. Uh, this was, uh, I think, the second thing I had done with Jay. There's something else on there, and I just can't remember because I, I, it was so long ago what we did. But uh, oh, I know what I did. I built him a railing at his house out of cams and cranks and stuff for his stairwell. So. Uh, but yeah, I've known Jay for probably the last ten years. I knew him before I opened my shop. A good friend of mine was his Snap-on dealer, so I'd go over there when he first opened up his shop. And uh, I think he, when he first opened up, he was at like ten thousand square feet. And now he owns the whole block, and it, I think it's like a hundred and some thousand square feet under one roof. So that's what he's made over there. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> and, uh, pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, it's very, very impressive. I mean. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't even know how many cars he has now, or and motorcycles. It's just gotten so big in the last uh, few years. But uh, yeah, good friend. He asked me over to uh, to do a thing on the on the real thing, and then he came over here to the shop and he shot the Starliner and talked about the Starliner. And you know, I don't. If you've caught the Tonight Show over the last year, he's talked about me twice on there. About probably a month and a half ago, he had Tim Allen on there with the Camaro I built for Tim Allen. So right. yeah. That's cool. Well, now, let me ask you a question. You guys, like, Tim Allen's got a shop down there. And it's Jason Burbank, right? Is that, isn't that where his uh, yeah, shop is? Yeah, Jason so, Burbank. Yep. Are, are you guys all kind of close by, you, Tim Allen, and some of the other guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can all throw rocks at each other and, and basically hit each other. Well, that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, well, it is. It's really cool. Well, tell us a little bit about, because uh, um, when I met you last week at SEMA, you had uh, Tim Allen's Camaro there, and I was really impressed with that. Tell us a little bit about that car. Yeah, that was a, that was another one. That's a, that's another one of my favorites. Uh, you know, I'm pretty good at doing uh, doing cars. You know, the reason I do these cars is because people, the guys that I do them for, want to relive their childhood in some way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? And usually, it usually involves one of these old cars. Well, the reason like they like these car, old cars is because of the the lines that were on the car and the and the the chrome and the and the trim and they remember the old door handles and then uh, the window cranks and everything else like that so if you look at my cars i try to keep that stuff and incorporate all that stuff but i do some real serious dramatic changes but they're so subtle it even takes you know the biggest 68 camaro fan a, a while to say wow what is what's different but if you sat a stock 68 camaro right next to it you'd instantly see everything that we did on his car Tim had some great ideas. He's got uh he has great vision. He's uh very artistic and uh he really liked the way that the smoke 68 Smokey Unit Camaro uh race car looked back in the day with all the features that Smokey Unit did. He flared the front fenders, he flared the rear quarter panels, he slanted the nose, he sucked in the gutters, you know, so he did all this crazy stuff to this car and we basically uh, copied those features, but threw in a little bit of our own twist. We didn't copy it to a T. Uh, I actually went down to Edelbrock, who owns the original 68 Camaro, Smoky Unit Camaro, and they were nice enough to let me uh, measure out the car, but um, it's pretty close to what they did, but I just threw in a, a few of my touches, and I made it uh, a little bit uh, softer and more elegant looking, like, you know, basically like this car was designed like this, and this is how it came off the showroom floor in 68, and that's what Tim wanted as well. Well, like, for example, underneath the hood, it is just so sparse and so simple. You know, it looks like just like your yeah. basic small block 327, and you basically got a simple little LS7 underneath the hood, and it's just no uh, no nonsense. It's just simple. You can you can work on it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Inv it's yeah. inviting. No, yeah, exactly, and that's what that's how those cars used to be, you know what I mean? And I still think they should be. Uh, it just it's it's real easy to work on. It's just the motor. You can get your elbows in there. You can get your head in there. You know, if all your buddies are kicking back and you're leaning in, looking at the car, you know, you can you can see everything. You can point to the headers. You can point to the uh, the intake and the valve covers, and you can see all of it. You know, and that's what those cars were about. 
when you open up the hood, they just had this V8, but it looked like there was, you know, it was just this little motor inside this big giant car. And uh, that's the look I love. That's kind of cool. Now, what's underneath? What'd you use for a rear end? I didn't uh, crawl underneath the back. Has it got a? It's a, it was a Ford nine inch. Okay, all right. Yeah, it was all Detroit Speed and Engineering uh, suspension. Uh, worked with them. They they sell a great product. They were good people. Um, it handles awesome. Actually, not too long ago, it was on Jay Leno's, and we did it. We did another episode of uh, Hot Rod TV on that car. Well, the first time out, I'm going to tell you a great story. I told Tim, I said, okay, I've never driven this car. I mean, we just set the car on the ground the, the morning we were unveiling it to Tim and, and finishing up the show. It was the last day of shooting. He's driving it, and I said, take it easy because I have not test drove this car at all. I don't know how it handles. I don't know how the brakes work. I don't know, you know, if, if, uh, if it's got a leak or anything like that. And he says, okay. And he gets in it, and, I mean, he lights them up out the driveway. He goes through all the gears. He turns around at the end of the street, comes down the street. I mean, he's doing 100 miles an hour. He does this like twice. Well, the third time, he comes down the street, and he's coming at us. He hit that thing in third gear, dropped the clutch, and I don't think he thought it was going to get away from him like it did, but that thing got sideways, and he ended up up on the sidewalk and missed the telephone pole by about two inches. Uh, They didn't show that clip on Hot Rod TV, but they just showed it the other night on Jay Leno, so... If you go to Jay Leno, The Tonight Show with Tim Allen on it, you get a chance to see that clip. I'm sure he was hope- wishing he had a man diaper on when he uh, when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> he got out of the car. He got out of the car, and he said, "I said so." I was laughing so hard I couldn't stop laughing. He got out of the car, and I said, "So what'd you think?" And he goes, "Well, you might want to check it because it smells like urine in there." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's a great guy. He's a funny guy. He's a he's uh, turned into a good friend. Uh, you know, he's just, he's great. You know, and it's funny because all the people I've talked to at the show, I think I've become his biggest PR guy because a lot of people don't know about his new show, Last Man Standing. And uh, it's a it's a hilarious show. It's just like if you like Tim the Tool Man Taylor, it's the same show and he's back. So it's it's pretty cool to see. Super. Well, you know, I've been trying to get him on the radio show. So uh, if you can uh, slip him yeah. the bug, yeah, I'd love to have him on because we could talk about some of his cars. Let's go back to the Camaro for a second. Now, two things I noticed about the Camaro is that a, is it a five speed, six speed? It's a five speed, five okay. speed uh, Keesler. Okay, because he's uh, one thing I noticed about some of the other cars I've seen on his bills is uh, they're real simple. I mean, there's no consoles. Yeah. There's uh, that one had power windows. I think it had yeah. uh, you know an in dash tack. Uh, just just real basic. Yeah. I mean, and they're not deluxe yep. interior cars. They're basic. Is that his thing? That's his thing. That is his thing. And. Uh, you know, it's uh, I'm very good at reading my customers and what they want, and what their style is and what their look is and fitting what they want because it's not about what I want at the end of the day. I'm very fortunate that they come to me and they trust in me uh, to to create this, this uh, piece of art, rolling piece of art for them. And uh, like I said, at the end of the day, it's about them and you need to fit what they like. I, I'm not one of those guys where you come in and you say, oh, well uh, – this is the way I do it. If you don't like it, take a hike. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You have to adapt, and I guess I'm pretty good at adapting. That's super. Now, let me ask you a question. I was watching one of your videos. In the background, I noticed uh, in one of the shows a green early 70s Alfa Romeo GTV. Uh, <laughs> tell me what this Now, I'm a foreign car guy, so tell me a little bit what the deal is on the, for, on the uh, Alfa. Uh, you know what? He was told that he couldn't put air conditioning in it. And uh, we proved everybody wrong. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's all that was. Yeah. We get a lot of stuff like that, you know. And not, I usually do all-American stuff, but every once in a while, if it's a nice guy, it's a nice customer, and they've gone to, you know, they've exhausted their resources and everyone's told them no enough and they come to us, I just tell them, look, I can do it, you know, but it's just going to, this is, I can't really give you a price. I can do it. You know, I'll make it work. I'll make it happen. This is how much the unit is. This is how much the compressor is. And I can guesstimate on how many hours it's going to take me. And uh, and that's what we did to that guy. He was a really nice guy. And uh, every he was sick of everybody telling him no. And he heard about us and came in, and we gave him air conditioning. Well, that's super. So not, in addition to doing really wild custom cars and hot rods, you actually do some incidentals then for customers, right? 
I do. I mean, I'm kind of a guy that can't stay still for very long. You know what I mean? We do we do a lot of that stuff. We do we try to take care of everybody. It's getting harder and harder because of the big jobs we're getting, you know, and the mm-hmm. full jobs, full builds. So it gets harder to take care of the little ones. Uh you know, you're running around trying to make everybody happy. So at some point I'm gonna have to kinda just say, Okay, it's it's either about the big jobs or I hire someone that comes in here and only takes care of the little jobs, you know. Let Which me ask I'm you, looking right now. You're looking well in the back <laughs> in the background I also noticed let's see it looked like a sixty six goat was in there, a fifty five or fifty six Ford, a couple of fifty seven oh, yeah. Chevrolets, a sixty five, sixty six Mustang fastback. You got a lot of stuff in there. Oh, we got uh I'm usually doing anywhere from about uh eighteen to twenty cars at a time. Eighteen to twenty cars? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I stay pretty busy. It's it's amazing. I'm very blessed. Uh I got, you know, a, a good crew behind me. Um and we're getting busier, which is scary because, you know, I started out seven years ago in a uh, in a twenty five hundred square foot shop over in North Hollywood. Well we moved into an almost ten thousand square foot shop and they're lined up out the door. So Well how big a staff do you have? Uh I have about twelve people working for me. That's a good size crew. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of it horses. Is. And to... growing and I'm looking for uh Looking for more. Looking so. for more. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So, what what is what's something you're working on right now that's kind of like more over the top than something you've done in the past? Uh, right now, we're doing. I'm very excited about a project we have out there. It's a 1967 Ford Fairlane. Um, it's it's going to be completely over the top. We've already cut uh, the entire floor out of it. Um, we've cut all the independent, you know, the, uh, the unibody suspension out of it, uh, uh, all the front suspension. It's going to have, a, a an Art Morrison chassis under it, but it's going to be a pretty much an all bare metal car. So I'm really excited about this because we finally get a chance to show our metal skills and go out and show, you know, the general public, everything that we can do as far as making a car look brand new with no Bondo or anything like that. Because usually a lot of the times what happens is in here is my customers, they want to see a painted car like immediately. So we're very good at, at doing that fast, getting them ready for paint, paint ready. But, you know, no one's ever wanted to pay that extra dollar to make it look like just brand new bare metal sitting there. So I'm excited about that. We're going to build a floor, a roll cage, and... uh you know, we've already had it all designed and had the drawings done, and uh, so that's that's probably the the project I'm most excited about right now. What are you going to have for a drive line in it? Uh, it's going to have a, uh, a, a supercharged 427 FE motor with the Jericho five speed and a Ford nine inch. Okay. Now I have to ask yeah. you this because I'm a Ford guy. Are you Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, or it seems like you, uh, even in your website, <laughs> you're, even on your website, it looks like you're lounging on a 427 single overhead cam Ford motor. So I got to think yeah. you're a Ford yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, you know that's what everybody thinks, and it's like, you know, I'm I'm kind of like a politician. I I just stay. <laughs> I like them all. You know what I mean? I okay. don't know if there is no correct answer for it, but you know, I did. I used to be a diehard Chevy guy. Uh, you know, through and through, and me and my grandfather used to fight because he was a Ford guy through and through, and I wish he could see me now, uh, you know, because uh, I've done so many Fords, and I've found them very interesting because uh, they're a challenge, you know what I mean? Fords aren't uh, readily available as they are with the GM products and GM stuff. So like this Fairlane we're doing, I couldn't even find a, a driver door for it, you know? Jeez. And uh, they don't make aftermarket stuff for these things, and it, it just becomes a challenge. So it's a challenge to make it run right, drive right, look right. And um, so to say that I take any sides nowadays, not really. We're doing a 69 Roadrunner in here. We have a 31 Plymouth we're doing in here. We have a, a 57 Pontiac we're doing in here. So I, I do whatever. I like all of the old stuff, uh, you know, pre-70. Okay, cool. I can go along with that. Yeah. Now let's yeah. jump jump back. How about motorcycles? Do you do anything with bikes? You know, I have. I've toyed around with them. I had a 76 shovel head that I toyed around with and, and kind of half built and worked on. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. 
uh, I guess maybe my my hands are too big. I'm six foot six. You've seen me. You've yeah. met me. I'm six foot <laughs> six. I got big hands and trying to fit in those little bikes and those little Allen wrenches and tight. I don't know. I guess I just don't have the patience for that. Okay. But I'm getting older and I'm 44. Luckily, I have my my guy Mitchell who's with me and uh, has been with me since day one, and he's still young, so he can get in those tight spots. I'm I'm done trying to to lay on the floor and look under the dash and with my arms in the air and, and work on this stuff. I guess I'm getting too tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does Bodie Stroud do for R and R? If you're not messing with cars, if you're not going to the beach, I mean, kind of like what are some of the other hobbies that you have? Oh man, I would say nothing. <laughs> I uh you eat I, sleep I and my hobby. I I eat sleep and breathe cars okay. and uh you know the other I would say it's just my family. I enjoy my family. Okay. And uh my my girls are into uh horses. We do a lot of horse stuff, a lot of horse shows. Okay. Um you know, and I mean back in the day it was a little bit of everything. I was a big snowboard fanatic. I rode uh, freestyle on bicycles and pools and ramps and stuff for uh, through most of my late teens and uh, became pretty good, almost a professional at that. And I was competing and stuff. And, uh, you know, I broke a lot of bones back in the day. And I don't know, I guess I'm just uh, happy right now waking up and, and seeing the family and coming in and you know, the greatest feeling in the world is when I come through my back door and I open up the shop and I turn the lights on and I see all these beautiful cars here and, and it's full and uh, it just feels alive, you know, and that's that's probably the best feeling I could ever ask for. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I have a small shop and I go there and I keep, it's kind of like my little man cave and I do my thing. Sure. And only guys like us, those of us that are into this, we get it, you know. Yeah. And, so let me ask you this. At home, do you have your own little garage that's kind of like your own little man cave, too? It's like a scale? I do. I have, I have about a 2,800-square-foot garage at home. Uh, you know, it's it's got lifts in it. It's uh, it's fully ready to go. I have my 50 F100 I'm doing in there, mine and my son's. And then I have uh, my bus. I have two bullet-nosed Studebakers. I have a 57 Chevy. Uh, I have a 57 Nomad in there. So I stay busy when I'm not at work. <laughs> okay. No, I get it. I get it. I get yeah. it. I, that's cool. I'm constantly hammering or working or grinding or cutting or welding or, or wiring or putting something together constantly, it feels like. I'm trying to slow down a little bit, and I've kind of promised my family I'd slow down and spend a little more time at home after SEMA. So SEMA's come and gone, and so far so good. I've been going home at 6 o'clock instead of 9 or 10 or 11 or 12 or 1. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever did you ever build models when you were a kid, car models? You know what? I did. I would start them and I could never finish them. Oh, okay. Just curious. Yeah, it was weird. I'd get them to a point and I'd say, "Wow, that looks cool." Okay, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Give me the next one. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh but I, you know, I think the difference the thing that uh, separates most people from what I do is being able to finish these cars, you know, and put the last nut and bolt in. And I seem to be pretty good at uh, being the finisher when I do these cars. That's really cool. Hey, we're just about yeah. out of time, so I got to ask you one last question. What do you drive every sure. day? What's your daily driver? <laughs> I got to. I got to know. I got to know. <laughs> uh, I drive a, a 2008 F250. <laughs> is it diesel? It is. Yes, my kind of guy. All right. All right. Yep. Yep. It's either that or I drive the 57 Chevy. Or uh, also, I forgot. I have. My son has a 69 Lincoln uh, two-door coupe cool. that uh, I drive back and forth to work every now and then. So There you go. <laughs> That's cool. it. Hey, let me ask you a question. Do you want to go ahead and plug your, uh, you know, where everybody yeah. can find you in the future and your, uh, yeah. your radio show and your website? And uh... Definitely. You can go to, uh, you go to Facebook, uh, Bodie Stroud, uh, forward slash uh, Facebook.com, uh, forward slash Bodie Stroud. We have the Bodie Stroud or BS Industries like page. You can check us out uh, for the latest updates on bshotrods.com. Um, and that's B as in boy, S as in Sam, hotrods.com. And, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Bodie Stroud at Instagram. We're on all that stuff. So, yeah, always check out our latest updates. Got a lot of them. Super, super. Well, hey, Bodie, I want to thank you very much for taking some time out and hanging out with us here on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I want thank to... you very much. Super, super, super. I want to have you on again sometime, okay? 
You got it. No okay. problem. Hey, okay. meanwhile, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the most fascinating and legendary, legendary names in motorsports. Okay, be sure and tune in every week. We're here at 7 o'clock. Tell your friends. Check out our website, GolfStreetMotorsports.com. Like us on Facebook. Don't forget all these cool car shows. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we'll see you at some of the races. Take care, everybody. But there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to take a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.